0: You know, that's one of the things I hear so much of from these different worship bands and stuff. And I heard Ryan, I believe, said it earlier. You guys can be seated. Hallelujah. To be undone in his presence. To be undone in his presence. You know that sometimes we just need to allow that to happen. Amen. Amen. I tell you, there's just something about the sweet presence of the Lord. I knew she was fixing to go down. I knew she was fixing to go down. Hallelujah. <laughs> what do you do now? Just tell them you love them. Glory to God. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I worship and praise you, my king. <laughs> Whoa. he <laughs> little. One of them heavy rockers with the black ink down your eyes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Is this your first time? Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Really enjoy having you here. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Well, I tell you, that's kind of like uh, dipping your toe in the pool, so to speak. Because what God has for us is even way better than that. <laughs> Woo! Do you realize that's the way God is? I mean, how many of you, you don't have to do a show of hands on this one, but I went the way of the world. I mean, I was a pardier. And I had to keep on doing more and more of the drugs in order to keep going to the same level of being high that I was before. So in other words, I, in order to keep going up, I had to keep going down. And that's the way the enemy is. He'll so take you up and then you just destroy your life. But with God, it's not like that. I said, with God, it's not like that. You just start to go up, and he keeps going, taking you up, taking you up. And he'll remind you of things he's done for you in your life. And you get, wow, thank you, God, I remember that. And then all of a sudden, here's something else. And then there's something else. And then, you, then I, when, like I said, I, you know, these things start to overwhelm you, start to come on in your life. You know, too many Christians at that point in time kind of just throw their hands up and say, I ain't got it. You got it. You got the Holy Spirit living in you. You got the greater one living in you. What you've got to learn to do is do what the Bible tells us to do, is cast those cares off of you. Can I ask you a question? If you could have worked it out, wouldn't you have already worked it out? Hello? It's like the person, the proverbial saying of the person on the rocking chair going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and getting nowhere. That's what a lot of people do. They'll sit and they'll try to, you know, okay, just if I, if I keep doing this or if I keep doing that. No. Give it to God. He cares for you. I, mean, I tell you see that makes me happy because then I don't have to be concerned about how it's going to happen. I know he's got it. I know he's more than able to get it, get me to where I need to be. Amen. And see then I can turn around and be a blessing to others. Hallelujah there's nothing he's so awesome. He's so awesome. You got anything you wanted to share or can you share right now? Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, stand behind her, just in case. Hallelujah. Here.
1: Just in my quiet time this morning, the Lord was talking to me about making my life an offering. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Riley's been doing up here. You have to be willing to to let go of the life that you think you want (laughs) and lay it before the Lord as an offering a sacrifice to him and you know when Abraham did that with his most prized possession his son his promise what did God do? He gave it back to him and if we are willing to do that to come before the Lord in his presence like this and not be all, all in a hurry to move on. What's the next thing we have to do? <laughs> to stop and just put our, our lives on the altar and let him give it back to us in a way. Hmm. That's what he said this morning. He said, I'll show you things beyond what you could ever imagine if you're just willing to lay what you hold important, what you think is important at my feet. And so I think that was kind of what he's trying to say to us today, Mm. is to lay it down, let him have it, and you'll be glad you did.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you understand when we say lay things down at his feet, do you understand that sometimes you got to lay your kids down at his feet? Sometimes you got to lay your spouse at his feet. Because there's a lot of times that the relationships that we have um, get challenging. How many can attest to that? No, no, don't show your hands on that one either. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you know, um, it was funny because my daughter asked me a question yesterday, or well, actually my, my wife and myself. And I was kind of in a way. I mean, I, she in no wise meant this to be offensive at all. But I was kind of like going, "Where is she? Why is she saying, asking this question?" and and um, it just, I just was reminded about how much God loves me because of the, the woman of God he's given me, my wife. And um, I cannot in any form or fashion say this any more clearly than this. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for where the people he's brought into your life. And, and, and if people are dragging you down, people are starting to take your vision off of what he's called you to do and put your vision over here and do the things of the world, you've got to be willing to cut those things off. You don't have to be rude about it. But, you know, the thing about it is, is I, I want to please him. I want to live a life sold out to him. I want to have people in my life that are going to challenge me they're going to help pick me up so to speak and I've got that in a wife over here and I've got kids living for Jesus and, 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 and people around me that are, are there for me and that's what we need to do at, as a church family rally around one another how can I help you I you got to have this is what uh, I believe Mark Hankins has termed this phrase I don't know if it was him or not but you need to have faith buddies you know what I'm saying? People you can call up, or they're not going to sit there and stroke your back. Oh, you poor thing. You're going, oh, oh my goodness, you poor, poor thing. I, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear that. What I need to hear is, this is what the Bible says. Let's do what the Bible says. Why don't we pray about this right now? That's what I want happening in my life. Because see, I know that again, if I could have done something to change the situation, I would have already done it. But I know the one who can handle everything, the one who can fix everything, oh, the man. one who can change anything. Amen. 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 All I got to do is kind of, and I, I know this, the, what I'm, the way I'm going to say this, those people for a loop. All I got to do is give God permission to work on my behalf. Right. See, a lot of times people, you say that, what do you mean giving God permission? God can do what God wants to do. Not if it's contrary to his word. Did you know that God put us on this earth to rule and reign on this earth? Did you realize that? That's why a lot of times people miss it in the area uh, of of our authority in Christ. Because they ask God to do something that God's put into our lap to do. He's told us to do it. And, and, And so, again, I encourage everybody. When you leave from here today, take this with you. But keep it stirred up through the week. Take some time. Talk to God throughout your day. Amen. Amen. I tell you, when when, when you're being challenged, talk to Jesus. Talk with Jesus just like you're talking to your spouse or your your children or your friends. Talk to him. I'm telling you, you start to do that, it changes you. Because all of a sudden, you just start to sense his presence. And and it doesn't take a long, drawn-out time. All of a sudden, you can just go and you know he's right there with you. And and, and you start to sense him speaking to your heart. And and, and God. God's talking to me. God wants to talk to me. God does talk to me. And God will talk to every one of you in this room. What kind of a father would I be if I was Brooke's dad? I am Brooke's dad. (laughs) But I never talked to her. She was talking to me, asking me questions, and I never talked to her. In fact, I'll, thank you, Lord. Do I have to use this illustration? There have been times where my daughter has been talking to me, and she's like, "Going, Dad, 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 I'm talking to you." I'm going, "Oh, okay." I'm distracted. Would you like God to be like that with you? Oh my goodness! Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I'll remind you of that later. <laughs> she says she's gonna remind me of that later. <laughs> anyway. He's beautiful, isn't he? <laughs> <Riley says laughs> she can't stop crying now. Hallelujah. Do you know, um, It's been an incredible ride for you, hasn't it? Since Reen went home to be with Jesus. But he's been there for you every day, hasn't he? Gotten you through these times. Mm -mm -mm. See, she can empathize with people now. Whose spouses or children, whoever, go home to be with Jesus. She can empathize because that's happened in her life. And here she is today, today, living for Jesus, sold out to Jesus because it's him that's got her to this place today. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a funeral before where the people are wailing, crying. You want to know why? Because they have no clue where that person is. Aren't you glad we know Jesus? Aren't you glad that you're future is secure. I tell you. Oh, I'm so excited to live for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's take up our tithes and offerings. If you need an offering envelope today, please slide a hand up. Glory to God. You know that tithes and offerings were actually a form of worship. Back in the old, under the old covenant. I'm pretty sure they probably still did it. Under the new covenant. But the bottom line is, is. I've said this to you on more than one occasion. But it bears repeating right now. There are two systems. Right now in this world. There's the world system. And then there's God's system. And obviously if you have been coming to this church. You know that God's system is better than the world system. Hey Ron there's someone in the back back there. But if there's only way, one way, one way that this will work for you. Everybody say, one way. one way. In James chapter 1, verse 22, the Bible says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So a person who hears the word and doesn't do the word, notice it's not even Satan deceiving them. They are deceiving themselves, hearing the word and not doing the word. I. I think it would be. I don't want to say this, Lord, because I don't want anybody to think I'm talking about them. If you could see the amount of people in a church service, that's good. Thank you, Lord. If you could look at a, a church services throughout the world right now today. The amount of people that come to church, hear the word of God, but never do the word of God. It would amaze you. The amount of people who don't do the word. This Bible is our our spiritual food, our spiritual sustenance. But just feeding on the word and never putting it into practice, never exercising what the word says for us to to do we're not going to get any benefit out of it if I was somebody that all I did was eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and and I never got up off of my chair and I kept eating and I kept eating and I never moved and I never did any exercising I never got up and did anything Guess what's going to end up happening to me? I'm going to get extremely overweight. Is that not true? The point I'm trying to make is simple. Those who are just hearing and not doing, those who come to church and hear and expect that their lives are going to change, they're gravely mistaken. They're deceiving themselves. Does everybody understand me how I'm saying this? We need to be doers of the word. Notice, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Have you ever known somebody who loves to look at themselves in a mirror? I'm not looking at anybody thinking that that you're like that. But I don't care who you are. If you go by a mirror, more than likely, you're going to look at yourself. It's just like the thing that happens when you take a group picture and you finally see the group picture. Who do you look for first? Yourself. But when you're going by a mirror, a lot of times you look going by a mirror and you're like, oh, 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 my goodness. I'll never forget the first time I walked by a mirror at Missoula Bible Church. And I thought I was still a young buck. you know. <laughs> and I walked by the mirror and I stopped and I looked at myself. And I almost wanted to cry because I saw all these wrinkles in my face. And I'm like, going, oh, no, I'm getting older. Yeah. Anyway, but I've also been by mirrors, and I, I, as I left the mirror, I kept hearing this sound. I'm like going, what in the world? And I'd go and look in the mirror again, and then I'd walk away, and I kept hearing this. And I'm like, going, what is going on here? Finally I realized the mirror was crying because I kept walking away. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Sorry about that guys. (laughs) Woo. Giving my angel a high five. (laughs) Anyway, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 25. But he, I feel like I'm about to fall over up here. I'm walk back here. Yeah, well. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. I want you to notice that the Bible is called the perfect law of liberty. In other words, the Bible does not put us into bondage. We do not get into bondage of legalism because we do the word. It is the perfect law of liberty. You want freedom? Get into the Bible and be a doer of the word. And notice, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one. Which one? The one who does the word. The one who is a doer of the word. Notice, (coughs) this one will be blessed in what he does. It's the doer of the word who is blessed. So when it comes time to take up tithes and offerings... We have got to say, you know what? I've tried it the way of the world. And I'm going to let you know something here. If you're trying it the way of the world, you might think that, boy, I'm I'm pretty successful. And you might be as far as the world's standards are concerned. But I'm going to tell you something. You start to do it God's way, God will propel you forward unlike anything you could ever imagine. God wants to bless you beyond measure. God wants to bless you to the overflow. God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. I love being a blessing. What is the motto of this church? We are blessed to be a blessing. I want to keep giving to ministries when they come through those doors. Be a big blessing to those ministries when they come through those doors. Amen? Can you imagine the amount of people that are going to be touched through that offering we gave to the ends of the earth ministries? Over $20,000 we sold. Glory to God. We're going to have people walking up to us when we get to heaven and say, Thank you. I'm one of the lives that was touched because of that offering you gave back there. Woo! Glory to Jesus. That gets me excited. God wants you blessed. God wants me blessed. It's the doer who is blessed. When you're doing the word, then you can say, okay, God. Now you're making yourself responsible for the results. And I'm, I'm going I'm to just throw this one in for free. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you happy. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will always do exactly what he said he would do at his word. Always. Count on it. You can depend upon it. How many, uh, uh, I don't need to go down. I'm how many of you guys have ever done, uh, followed the stock market? Anybody? Has anybody ever gotten money involved or invested in stuff like that? I tried to do that for a season of my life, and it was like so far over my head. I don't know why. It just I couldn't, get it, I couldn't grasp it with my mind and stuff. But how many know that if someone came to you with a, uh, a stock tip, you do this, you put some money into this, because this thing's fixing to take off, and you knew this guy was pretty reliable? How many of you would throw some money in that? I mean, you know, this guy's successful. And he's telling you, you put some money in here, man, I'm telling you, you're going to get a thousand fold back. How many would do it? How many of you would do it? Probably most of you. Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret here. God, the Father, is more reliable than any, any person on this planet. God is more reliable than any system that this world has. If we do the word, God makes himself responsible for the results. He is faithful. He will never let us down. He's watching over his word to perform it in our lives. I'm going to be a doer of the word. I've seen it happen in our lives over and over and over again. And glory to God, it's going to happen in your life too. If you are a doer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hold your offerings up and let's pray. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to bring our tithes and our offerings into this this holy church of yours, Lord. We do, do this reverently and we do this expectantly. Fully believing, Father, as we bring our tithes and sow our seeds, that you are looking over what we're doing and you will cause the harvest to come in to us. Great harvest is coming to this church, to these people, to my family and me. I call it forth in Jesus' name. We bind you, Satan, off of the finances of this church, off of the finances of these people, and off of my finances. In the name of Jesus, you are bound. We loose the ministering spirits right now by faith in Jesus' name to go forth and cause the harvest to come in. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We're going up higher. We are blessed in this church and we're blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Oh, yeah. I'll share this while they're taking up the offering. Um, how many of you know that we've been believing for Irene to get a vehicle? Amen. Amen. Well, the beginning of last week, I think it was. Monday, a particular person, uh, not of this church, but he comes to the buzz. He walks in, he says, how can I? He asked how the church was, in it. He asked how the church was doing. And if there is any way anybody anybody had, a financial anybody had a financial need. This is somebody walking into a coffee bar and asking us, is there anybody in the church, this church that has a financial need or in need of anything? And my wife said, well, we've been believing God for a, a particular lady in our church for a vehicle for herself. And as you know, we've raised approximately, it's a little under $7,000 already. But this particular person says, oh, I know what I'll do. And he brought a car in for Irene. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. And so right now we're kind of in the feeling it out stage. We're working through some different things, some uh, trying to get the title transferred over. It's been welcome to the government. But anyway um we're trying to work through those different things so we're either going to fix up this car or we're going to use that sell it and then use those monies to go add it to the monies that have already been raised and we're going to get her a car and do not stop giving you the lord leads you to lay, uh, bless her with some finances for the car just put it in the offering and make sure you mark it i've got it all marked out it's in our main coffers but I'm, it's all marked out okay and um you make it, you can attest to this she's been writing it all out so we have it all written out on The paperwork as well. Amen. Amen. So God's working. I said, God's working. I mean, this isn't somebody comes to this is just someone showing up. How can I bless somebody in your church? Glory to God. Uh See, I would have said, how about we need a church building right now? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, praise the Lord. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, he's got something big coming. I'm telling you in Jesus. name. Hallelujah. All right, children, you are dismissed. Oh, my goodness. Is that the right time? hallelujah praise the Lord bunch of good-looking kids i tell you what praise the Lord oh dragons are not allowed oh I'm sorry excuse me dinosaur Zay Zay hallelujah praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord hallelujah how many are ready for the word praise you Jesus I'm excited I love the Bible thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord praise you Jesus let's pray father we just come in Jesus name again we humble ourselves before your throne under your mighty hand I just believe right now in Jesus name, the hearts of these people are prepared. I declare their hearts fertile ground for the seed of the word, the water of the word. And we look to you once again for the increase. Almighty God, I believe as these people. Put are not just hearers of the, the, the word of God, but doers of the word. They shall be blessed in what they're doing. I expect that. I thank you for it. I believe. Our best days are before us. And I give you praise and glory for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Could you just do, Tommy? Okay. Huh, Huh? Yeah, just, yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was just searching my heart. Is that all right? Just searching my heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want what he wants done. Do you know that what he wants done is always the most beneficial for us? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let's go. You ready? Yep. Glory to God. Well, we've been on this uh, particular uh, message for approximately four weeks or so. We've been on and off for four weeks or so. And we've been talking about the God who is more than enough. The God who is more than enough. For a lot of churches, and I can say this pretty much with a, almost 100% certainty, for a lot of churches, they never hear this type of teaching. They don't hear about the fact that, oh, they might hear that, you know, because it's written in the Bible that God says to Abraham or Abram at that time, I am El Shaddai, but they don't dig into what the word El Shaddai means. And because they don't dig into what that word means, then they don't know that he is the God who is more than enough. From their mindsets and the way they've been taught through religion, they believe that God is the God of just enough. Or even in some cases, the God of not enough. How sad is that? But friends, that's why we get into the Bible. That's why we study the Word of God. I want to know God for who He is. Amen. I I, I want to know Him. If He's known as the God who is more than enough, then I want to know Him as the God who is more than enough. If He's known as as, uh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides... I want to know him as the Lord who provides. If he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer, I want to know him as the Lord, my healer. Amen. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. The point I'm trying to make is, God very clearly tells Abraham, I am El Shaddai. I am the God who is more than enough. And then he goes on to prove it in Abraham's life and in Isaac's life when the Bible tells us that Abraham became very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And it says about Isaac, he began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I, see, to me right there, that, that one scripture that's in the Bible should slam all the arguments about God not wanting us to prosper. Three times he uses the word prosper. He began to prosper. He continued prospering. And he became very prosperous. Three times. It's like you you're saying. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I'm sorry. That, maybe that was me, God, not you. But anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, the, the Passion Translation of that verse says Isaac grew richer and richer until he was extremely wealthy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And how did they become like that? Because of their obedience to what God was telling them to do, and because they were now in a blood covenant with God, I hope you're listening. And then we saw also uh, uh, last week in Galatians three thirteen and fourteen, and in Galatians three twenty nine, that because of Jesus's redemptive work, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. What does that mean to you and me? That means we've been redeemed. From sickness and disease. We've been redeemed from poverty and lack. We've been redeemed from spiritual death. These things are already a done deal. Jesus has already paid the price. That's what redeemed means. He paid the price. And the price he paid was his own blood. And glory to God, if this is the case, and it is, then I'm going to sure take advantage of these, these glorious truths. And I'm going to, anytime sickness tries to come on my body, I speak to it and tell him, you cannot stay on my body because my Jesus has redeemed me from you. Amen. Amen. Yes. See, that's what's what, so awesome about this because not only are we redeemed from those things, we've been redeemed to the blessings of Abraham. Amen. That means instead of sickness and disease, we can live our, our, our lives whole and healthy. Instead of poverty and lack, we can live in abundance and a level of more than enough. Instead of being spiritually dead, we can go from a state of death unto life, eternal life. And we become the children of the most high God. Woo, I'm a child of God. Woo, have you ever thought about this? You're going to live forever with me. Y'all might be trying to like chilling at your in your mansion in heaven and you're thinking, man, this is a good day for just sitting around and relaxing. All of a sudden, woo! Here I come right, come into the room. Woo! What's going on? Woo! Are you having a good time up in the heaven? I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna have a good time right now. See, I know from where I came. I know what I came out of, and I get happy about these things. And I this is who I am. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about, man, maybe maybe I preach to from, what's the word, get get too too excited. Maybe I get too excited. And, and I start thinking, I was going, this is just who I am. And I want to tell you a little secret. I ain't changing for you. Amen. Or any other man, woman, teenager, Amen. or child. This is who I is. I believe when I get to the age of 80, I may not be hopping around like I am right now, but I'm always still be hopping. To God. <laughs> Hallelujah! these are things to be excited about I'm a child of God I've been redeemed to the blessings of Abraham Woo, glory to God listen, in Christ Jesus all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon us do you not want to be able to say of yourself that you became very rich, whether it's in livestock, in silver, in gold, it don't matter how See, it's, uh, see how kind of got a little bit let. You see that? The level of excitement kind of went down a little bit. This is, we do this by faith. Yeah. I, just, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't care if I don't see it with these eyes. I see it with the eyes of my heart. Right. My spirit, man. God said it. Right. Settles it. I choose to believe it. Amen. And if I'm not there yet, glory to God, I'm on my way there. Because my God is faithful. He'll never let me down. Amen. Amen. Woo, this is getting me happy, 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 happy. In Christ, I'm a, we are true heirs of all Abraham's blessings. Yeah. Nobody can change that and take that away from us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Woo, and just like God revealed himself as the God who's more than enough under the old covenant, we can see that he's still the God, uh, same God under the new covenant. And this is a better covenant. Based upon better promises than the old. And why do I keep repeating that? Because I've heard religious talk back to me. Oh, I've heard religion talk back to me. That was just under the old covenant. That's not for us today. Okay, then how can you... Sit there or stand there or whatever you're doing. How could you possibly say those things if the Bible clearly states that we're part of a better covenant? Based upon better promises than the old if they had a blessing under the old covenant and we don't have it under the new covenant again Do we have a better covenant if they had healing and wholeness under the old and we don't under the new would we better have a better covenant? I mean it just to me. It's so simple Amen Oh, glory to God. And we looked at John 10, 10. And I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. It says, I, speaking of Jesus, have come to give you everything. Everybody say everything. everything. When Jesus said something, did he mean it? Or sometimes he's just kind of embellishing a little bit. Kind of, You know, have you ever heard people kind of embellish? I caught a fish. I caught a fish. This big. It was this big. You know, when the fish was about that, yay big. Did Jesus do that kind of thing? So when Jesus says all the blessings, oh, excuse me, wrong one. but That's a good one. But <laughs> I have come to give you everything. Does he mean everything? Yes. I have come to give you everything in abundance. Does he mean he came to give us everything in abundance? Yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Yes. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just reading the Bible. This is the Bible. Sorry about that. Yeah, that is the Bible. Hallelujah. Jesus came to give us life. The God kind of life. Say "Lord, stop and think about that. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, I see that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He came to give us life. The God kind of life. And he came to give it to us. Super abundantly, to the overflow, excessively, more than more than enough. It's the kind of life He came to give us. I just take Him at His word. And again, I, and I I know the mentality of so many people is, well, I don't see it in your life yet. It's not I don't see it in your life yet. You know I don't see you like that. I, you you're right in the natural sense, but in the spiritual sense, I got it. I said, I got it. And if it, 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 it's not there yet, it's coming in Jesus' name. It's just like, I was just thinking about this the other day. I was re-listening to my message the other day, and I was talking about that church building God has for us. And all of a sudden, I was like, well, you've been saying that for 10 years, for 14 years, for 15 years. You ain't got no church building. And I just said, shut up, devil, because that's who it was. Surely it wasn't God telling that to me. And I I, I, I said, it's coming. It's coming. And it's going to be even more glorious than you could ever imagine, devil. Right. And it's going to be a, a, a place. People come all from all over the world to Celebration of Life Church because of what's going to be happening in that place. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you. You guys might be thinking, what are you talking about? You know, how, what, how, where, are you, where are you getting this from, God?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you see? I, uh, well, how many times have you heard me say this? I I broke God out of the box of limitations. No more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. I'm going up higher. How about you? Can I just throw this out for free right now? I need you to break that box of limitations too. Because you're a part of this church. And I, I want you to start to expect God to do things in your life so much bigger than you could ever imagine. Did we not read that last week? In fact, do I have it in here? I think I do. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Here it is. Ephesians 3.20. Again, just for those who don't know, Ephesians is in the Bible. <laughs> this was a letter written to us, the church. Are you a part of the church? Yes. Then this was written to you. And I'm going to read it to you slow so you'll catch it and say, wow, does the Bible really say that? And you will be able to say, yes, it really says that. Now not just hear it, but expect it. Do it. Yes. Live it. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in us and accomplish all this. Never doubt it. He will achieve infinitely more than our greatest requests. Come on. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Infinitely. Infi- you know what infinity, you know how, how much infinity is? There's no beginning or end. It's forever. And, and, and this, this, he will achieve infinitely more than our greatest requests. Have you ever asked God for something after you got through asking him for it? You thought, well, that's maybe too big. That's too much. I, I, am I the only one that's ever done something like that, thought that way before? See, right here, I, according to this scripture, he will achieve infinitely more than our greatest requests. Infinitely more than our greatest requests. Our most unbelievable dreams and exceed our wildest imaginations you ought to write this scripture down and you ought to put it on your mirror in the morning when you get up you read it and you say I expect that in my life and when you're traveling to work you ought to get a three by five card out and read it and say I expect this in my life And glory to God, I I believe I'm going to start dreaming bigger, God. And even though I'm going to start dreaming bigger, what you have for me is bigger than that yet. Glory to God. It says, it continues to say he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes us. Just saying. Ooh, 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 Ooh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So based off of these scriptures we've just covered, and we've covered quite a bit before, and the fact that our God cannot change, how many know he cannot change, and and the fact that he's known as the great I am and not the great I was, hello? How many believe, you truly believe that God is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough? oh thank you jesus i'm telling you you got to get this in your thinker you got to get this in your heart and you got to start believing this that's why you need to take your time and get into the bible for yourself do you understand when you come to church what i've done is prepared a message for you oh i'm getting the message don't get me wrong in fact i think it was last week i was up here preaching. And, I, and God's giving, I mean, I'm sharing stuff with straight, hot, hot off the presses, as they like to say. It wasn't anything I had prepared. It was just flowing out of me by the Spirit of God. And it was one of those times where I wanted to stop and say, could you write that down, please? That's so good. <laughs> and, 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 oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like I want to run, shout. <laughs> we don't have oxygen in here, or I might do it. Never mind. I was going to tell off on myself. Okay, I'll tell off for myself. (laughs) So we had a baby uh, uh, shower in here. So we had to move all these chairs forward, put them up here, put up curtains and and that was okay. Then we had to bring the tables down. And so you're bringing them down. So it's not that bad. Well, guess what happened yesterday? We had to break it all down and carry it all up. And on the day we broke it all down, I had help breaking it all down. I mean, bringing it all down. But as far as carrying it all up. Oh, Cammie helped me. That's right. She did. But again, like I said, no, fine. sorry, Cammie, if you're watching this. But anyway, but but see, my, see this? It's not, I'm not shooting finger people on there. I'm sorry I have to even say that, but it's unfortunate. But I got a, a Band-Aid on this finger. I was pressing down. See those bars like that? It wasn't that size of one. But I was pressing it down. And when I was pressing it down, it caught in that little thing. Yeah, yeah. And it and I cried. <laughs> I didn't cry. But it was the littlest I, I, have you ever had something like that with yeah. just that perfect pinch and it pulled the skin off. And I'm telling you, it don't want to stop bleeding. Okay, I don't know why I said all that, shared all that, but I just can everybody go, oh Aw. yes, glory to God. Feels so much better now. <laughs> What did I start sharing? Oh, I know why, because we were talking about me running. Yeah, glory to God, I could have used some of that oxygen yesterday, but there you go. All right, now, the, all of this leads me to this point. I'm almost, can y'all stick with me? <laughs> Where am I at? Hallelujah. Huh? I got 17 minutes left? Oh, wow, praise God. Whoa, kind of nestle in and say, whoa, glory to God, we got 17 more minutes. <laughs> All of what I've shared up to this point leads us again to this point. There are three different levels of living in this land, in this world. There's the land of not enough. There's the land of just enough. And there's the land of more than enough. Which level do you think El Shaddai wants you to live in? Which level of living do do you believe is God's will for us? The level of not enough, the level of just enough, or the level of more than enough? Friends, I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced that the level God has for us to live in is the level of more than enough. <laughs> Why? Because that's who our heavenly daddy is. And as his children, that's how he wants us to live. I mean, think about it. Wouldn't it be a sad state of affairs that if I was a billionaire, billions of dollars, not just one, I mean, I'm, bi- I'm, 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 I'm very, very wealthy, very rich. Okay, billions of dollars. You're with me. And I had the most incredible mansion, biggest house you could ever, you've ever seen. My driveway is made of pure gold. My sidewalks are made of pure gold. My front porch is made of front uh, 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 of pure gold. I have gates all the way around my place, and it's a lot. I mean, they're they're big, big property pearls giant pearls on my gates you ever seen a pearl before could you imagine a pearl that was stretched that looked just beautiful and and, and it's adorned with all these beautiful jewels and I have some of the most incredible vehicles you could imagine I, I don't have to drive the same vehicle except for one day of the year then I can go on to the next and on to the next I have that many vehicles and it's in good shape they looking good. And I have the sharpest wardrobe, the nicest shoes. I eat what I want when I want. I get food from anywhere. I can go eat anywhere. And yet, my children are barely getting along. My children live in the most broken-down homes and vehicles, vehicles that barely even work. They have clothes and shoes that are worn out and got holes in them they barely have enough to eat what kind of image would i have in the eyes of this world if that's the way i lived my life what kind of person would i be would they look upon me and be happy would they would they say i'm a good father or a bad father Well, I've got news for you guys. Our Heavenly Father is a good, good Father. He is a good, good Father. And this this level of of living in the land of more than enough is His will for you and me. I mean, again, this, this is getting out the religious thinking. And this is something that has been built up over the years, to the place where people think that it's wrong to have money, or it's wrong to live in a nice house. Yeah. Here it is: it's wrong to have a nice church, a nice-sized church. I know of ministers who um, have been, I mean, raked over the coals because they dress in a nice suit, had a um, what's the what's the, Rolex. a Rolex. I mean, I'm talking the the top-of-the-line Rolex, drove a a super nice uh, vehicle, was raked over the coals. And yet, he said, everything I have was given to me. I was blessed with it by my heavenly daddy. In fact, this one particular minister I'm thinking of, he said that one time he was driving his vet, and he pulled up, and there were some neighborhood kids, and they looked at him. And, and, and they, they looked at him and said, man, what you do? you selling drugs. That would be the mentality of so many. He'd probably selling drugs. And he said, no. Well, oh, you must be a doctor. And they go, what do you do? I'm a preacher. Would that burst the religious bubble unlike anything else? And he said, I would put up what I give the amounts of monies that I sow against anybody out there who's been critical of what this church is about and what the way i live my life you've heard me say that where i'm concerned we are givers we are tithers i knew the other i mean just the other and i'm not saying this to brag on me this is just who i am now because this is who god's made me to be we went to a restaurant i had she had given me some money two hundred, two bills. Because she had sewn in some ministry and she she was sewing it and she was giving it to me so I could put it in our account. Had those two $100 bills. And I knew in my mind, if I don't deposit this in our account, I'm going to give them away. We went out to eat. And this one girl was handling the whole restaurant. And you could tell that she was a little flummoxed. She was a little, you know, beside herself. But she was so nice and so kind. And so at the end of the day, I said to her. Uh, here's, your, here's, your, here's your tip. And I handed it to her. And she didn't look. She just, It was just a, a, a bill to her. She didn't know what it was. But then when she got back around and she looked at what it was, you could just see her whole demeanor change. She was thrilled. I mean, wouldn't you be to wait on a table and get blessed with a $100 bill? And the point, again, I'm trying to make in all of this, that's the way God wants us to be. God, God wants us to live like that, but see, I, I, but what is the religious thinking doing right now? I can't ever do that. I would need that hundred dollar bills just to pay my rent or to pay my for my my car note or whatever the case is. And I'm not coming against people because of that, because that's where we have come up out of this, and I, we're still on our way on this journey. Amen. The point I'm trying to get at: get rid of the religious thinking. And start saying things like, I believe I'm going to be given thousands of dollars away on a yearly basis. I mean, I'm not talking about offerings now into the church. I'm talking to people. One, one particular pastor in Texas, he walks around with a $100 roll. It's a roll of $100 bills. And it's a huge church. And he'll walk through the church. Just go up to it as he's led to. Walks up to people and say, hey, God told me to bless you. Walked around. God told me to bless you. And it just kept going on and on and on. And, and, and finally, his son approached him. I think it was his son or his daughter, one of the other. But anyways, and, and then they looked at him and said, that's you, isn't it, Daddy? You're the one that's done that, Daddy. And he goes, yeah, that's me. That's what I do. I love to do it, be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. I'm going to get like that. And all y'all going to become my best friends. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Damon? you looking good today, man. Woo. Come on, them $100 bills in your wallet. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 it's it, it's oh, thank you Jesus it is really awesome to be blessed yeah. it is it is so cool when you go to the mailbox and there's a check in it for $25,000 or a check for $50,000 or, or something along those lines how many would like to re- re- be blessed with a thousand dollar check I mean I, I get blessed with a hundred dollar check I mean anything anything you get blessed with it makes you feel good doesn't it every time we've ever gotten a big offering You know what we've done with it? Anytime we've done it, it just, it it makes us cry. Because it makes us realize what we're doing is what God wants us to be doing. That's the reason these blessings are coming to us. And and it's because God knows he can get it through me, through us, through this church. That's why I know here, thank God for this place. But I tell you what, this place is supposed to be for the Buzz coffee bar. This, I mean, I believe I could see those walls being knocked down and this whole place being taken over. Amen. God has a place for us, a church for us, a building for us. And I'm telling you, it will be beautiful. I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm not going to limit our God. And if people have issues with that, so be it. Because, see, my God is El Shaddai. And El Shaddadi wants me to live blessed. And we will be a church that blesses people that come through those doors. We will be a church that blesses the ministers, the guest ministers that come through those doors. Where we gave a $20,000 offering, it starts to be hundreds of thousands of dollars in offerings. And then I want to be a church to goes to visit a guest, goes to a, a minister's conference. Oh, man, I'm telling you, we're going to do this. hmm and go up to the minister. I don't even care if we interrupt him. I might even interrupt him. I don't know yet. I trust the Lord for that part of it. But I, I want to say God's, God told me to give you this and hand him a million dollar check. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What is religion doing right now? Oh, that will never happen. That can't happen. That's too big. That's too much. No, not for my God. It isn't. I said, not for my God. It isn't. God wants you to be blessed. But he wants you to be blessed for a reason. Because see, what awaits us, there's nothing that compares up there with what's down here. Are you hearing me? But God still wants us to be blessed here. He wants us to be a living billboard of who he is. You want to know who my dad is? He's the God who is more than enough. Amen. God wants you blessed. God wants you blessed. I'm talking to every one of you in this room. If you are a Christian, God wants you blessed. Yeah, that's right. And you again, please, 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 please. We've been on this journey now for how many years? we've been married? I hate to have to ask her that. 28 years. Glory to God. See that how quick I got that done? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're on it. We've been on this journey and we're and, and we're not done yet. We're not where we're supposed to be. You want to know what God has put on her heart for us to do? I was just thinking about this the other day. (laughs) She has, and she has, what God's put in her heart is that we're going to have a place with a property, a place place with land. And it's going to be built up. It was so nice. But what we're going to do is we're going to have a place like trails where you could go and uh, a prayer room cabin you can go to and, and it's going to have a big giant library you can walk into and, and it's going to be a place where ministers can come and get away no charge just come and, and be fed good food and, and drink good coffee the buzz <laughs> do you see that's why I know it's coming to pass it's not so that we can say, well, look how big our house is or how much land we have or anything like that. It has everything to do with what the the, the what we're believing him for, the reason for it. Do you understand how I'm saying that? Oh, we're going to enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. But it's not something we're doing for selfishness, selfish reasons. Do you see how I am kind of opening everything up to you? I, it's, some people might say... Boy, you're putting yourself on a, out on a limb right now. What if this doesn't come to pass? Can I just say something to you? That thought doesn't allow, I'm not allowing that kind of thought to get in my head. Because see, if that thought comes, that's, that's a thought of doubt and unbelief. And I'm not supposed to yield to that thoughts of doubt and unbelief. I'm called to keep myself stirred up and believe in what God has said. What God has spoken to us because it is coming to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Just like I know this church building is coming to pass in Jesus' name. And just like I know many of you, hopefully all of you are going to catch this. And you're going to say, God, help me. Help me to go from one level to the next. I am tired of being in the level of not enough. I am tired of living at the level of, no, of just enough. I am ready to go into the land of more no, I mean, throw this in right now. Not just to visit, but to live. To live in the land of more than enough. Amen. Believe it. This isn't for selfish reasons. This is so we can be a blessing. Amen. 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 I didn't hardly get to my message there. I only had four and a half pages today, and I didn't get it done because of Riley. And we had awesome worship, didn't we? Do you, can I just throw this out for where well, that's concerned? Real quickly. I talked about reverencing God. And I believe all of us started to reverence God. And what's, what, what, what happened? He shows up. So what am I trying to get across to you right now? We need to do this every service. Reverence God. You are welcome. Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. And believe. And when he shows up in ways that I believe he's going to show up. <laughs> we're all going to be on our faces. We're all going to be just bawling our eyes out in his presence. As the waves of his love pour over us. Whew. That's my God. That's my El Shaddai. Ha, ha, ha glory to god our best days are before us let's pray father we thank you now we thank you that you're working in us we believe the good work you've begun in us you will complete and perfect right up into the day of the lord we are yielded to the spirit of god you are the potter we are the clay you're shaping and molding us into the image of your son jesus from one degree of glory to the next. We firmly believe, Father God, that you want us blessed so that we can be a blessing. Father God, I want to get to that place. Well, oh, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Get to that place, Father. That place you have for us. The level of more than enough. You know our hearts, what we desire to do. Help us, Lord. If any of us in this place still have limitations on you, help us to break out of that box. No more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. I believe. (laughs) Yes, 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 Lord. Mm. He has a work to do in this earth. And it's a quick work he needs to do. So do not be surprised when these things that you've been believing him for come to pass more quickly than you thought they would. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's the God who is more than enough. That's my heavenly father. That's my heavenly daddy. Oh, thank you for loving me, Lord. Thank you for choosing me to be a part of your family, to be a part of your kingdom. Praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Now, real quickly, with no one looking around, I know most of us in this room are Christians. There are others in here I'm not 100% certain of. And I want to give you the opportunity, if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, to be your personal Lord and Savior. Friends, again, it's the greatest decision you could ever make or ever will make. Thank God last week we had an opportunity to pray with a teenager to receive Jesus. Glory to God. If you don't know for certain, you want to know, just slide a hand up. Nobody's looking around but you. But me, I meant to say. (laughs) Just slide a hand up, put the hand back down. If you're not sure that you're born again, and you want to know for certain, it's a no-so salvation. Anybody in here say that's me? I'm not gonna hold it longer than that, except for to say this. If there's somebody in this room that say, Pastor Dan, I'm a Christian, but I've been living my own way. I've been doing things my own way, and I need to come back to the Father's house. You need to understand if you make that decision. The Father God is not going to walk to you. He's going to run to you. He's been waiting for you to turn back to him. If I'm speaking to you on that occasion, slide a hand up and put it back down. We'll pray together. Anybody in here say, that's me. Anybody in here say, that's me. That needs to get right with God. Again, it's not anything to be ashamed of. Probably everybody in this room has done it at one time, probably many times in their lives. Nobody else is looking around but me. Just slide a hand up. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Okay, no hands went up. Look up, please. Did you guys get something out of this? Are you getting something out of this study? I want this to be something that's reverberating in your heart and in your soul. I want this to be something that you're going, man, does the Bible really say that? Get into your word. Study this out. Go, we got it on uh, Facebook. Go listen to it. Uh, take the scriptures down. Write them down. Study it out for yourself. Amen. Believe what the Bible says. Hallelujah. That's how faith comes. Amen. Amen? Praise God. Father, I'm just asking you to bless these people now as they go. Bless their businesses, their workplaces, their jobs. Bring people back safely on uh, Wednesday night for the Bible study, beginning at 7, and the women's Bible study on Thursday here at The Buzz. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bring everybody safely back here next week. We just believe, Father, that through this week, we're going to be on our be sharp to remind ourselves of what you said in your Word. And then when things present themselves to us, we're not going to limit you. And you think, oh, how is that going to happen? We're just going to smile real big and know my heavenly Daddy's got it. He's going to come through for us. Ha ha ha! Thank you, Lord. I call these people blessed. Call this church blessed. Call my family and me blessed. In Jesus' name. And everybody say.